strange disorder suddenly causes parents to violently turn against their own children, forcing a suburban teen and her younger brother to evade the clutches of their now deranged mom and dad. That's the premise of Mom and Dad. And this week on That's Terrible, we're going to talk about this fucking wild movie. (laughs) Um, Another Nicolas Cage joint, as we promised. Uh, He's Jeff and I'm Jordan. And... Where do we even begin with this fucking thing? I mean, it's got it's got Nick Cage in it, so that's good. You know, another horror movie with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you know, the more I watch Nicolas Cage, the more I think he might be the best actor in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he's, mostly just because he's, he's so fun. Yeah, and he's really uh, adaptable to whatever <laughs> role he's trying to play. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it, mostly I think it's because he plays roles where he just gets to scream all the time, which I think is fine. But holy yeah. shit. I mean, he didn't scream till like the you know towards the end of the movie, but he's playing t- kind of like that tough dad kind of role, kind of like that that douchebag dad that doesn't really like watch his mouth around his kids, like not caring right. what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> uh, there were definitely moments in this movie where, you know, like right at the beginning where it's kind of setting up like, yo, things are about to go bad with the kids. And it shows him like tickling his son. And the son throws a ball at the back of his head and he just turns around. And he's got this look in his eyes like, I'm going to fucking kill you for that. Yeah. And the and music just, drops like super deep. Yeah. <laughs> and it just lingers on that. And, you know, then he starts laughing it off or whatever. But uh, this movie, man, uh, much like the last one, not a whole lot like not to go in deep with, but. I thought it was like really, really good and really effective and pretty well written, actually. Yeah, no, is is definitely different from Mandy. That's for sure. This is kind of more of like a you know, a, what is it, suburban you know horror movie. But no, I thought it was really good. I was super hooked from the first couple or the first scene actually. That I almost oh. turned it off because that that oh. scene was fucked up. <laughs> God, so the first thing you see in one of my main points about this movie is that the camera work and the edits and everything is just so, I mean, we'll get into like a frame of reference if people haven't seen Mom and Dad, but man, it's erratic, but also like very purposeful in that it's hiding things like just out of frame to kind of let your brain fill in the pieces, right? Yeah. And so the very first thing you see is like this camera shot inside a minivan and you see like the top of a head, like you just see some hair and long story short, it's a mom getting out of the minivan, leaving it on the train tracks while her child is in a car seat in the back. And then a train (laughs) comes along and, you know, we don't see it actually hit the car, but holy shit, dude. That scene was fucked up. I was watching that and my wife walked by and she's like, what are you watching? She saw that and she's like, I can't watch this and walked away. (laughs) She's out immediately. No, it's funny. That crossed my mind several times because we've had those conversations before of like, oh yeah, no, you shouldn't watch this movie because, you know, people with kids not really going to have a good time. Yeah, and I mean, (laughs) coming from a, you know, as me being a parent, there's a couple... There's two cringy moments in the movie, which was the first scene and then the one where her sister's having the baby. Oh, and I'm, I'm newborn immediately moment. wanted to shut it off, too. Like, I was fucking, I was so uncomfortable. That, that had me more on edge than anything else. So, there, yeah. there's a few pl- plot lines that are running in the background here. Um, one, the mom and the dad 
seem to be having some trouble in their relationship. Uh, number two, the mom's sister is about to have a baby. And number three, one thing that I totally forgot and I think was totally designed for you to forget is that the dad, Nicolas Cage's parents, are coming to have dinner that night. Yeah, <laughs> I and forgot that, about it. <laughs> yeah, I'd completely forgotten about it. And that sets up one of the most glorious twists I've ever seen in a movie where the parents are about to get the kids and then the doorbell rings and they're like, oh, shit, we forgot about your parents. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, oh, how's this going to go? Like, are they going to try to, like, explain it off or what's going to happen? And then it dawned on me that, oh, it's just parents trying to kill their kids. Yeah. This is Nicolas Cage is their kid. Like, and then it totally <laughs> goes off the fucking rails again. But, man, well, the yeah, there's a scene where uh, the mom, Selma Blair's sister, has the baby. And... You sort of like initially it's pretty subtle and later it's not so subtle. Um, but you find out that there's static on TV screens that is what's causing all this. And yeah. so, you know, she's overjoyed. She has her kid. You know, there's like a, a scene of her, you know, actually delivering the baby and everything. And she's like so happy to see the kid. And then on the screen behind her, a bunch of static starts showing up. And the doctors and the nurses and everyone's like looking over at it. And they're, you know, they have this sort of like zombie like presence to it. And I, I was like, oh, since she's not looking at it, is it not going to happen to her? Like, is she going to be fine? And no. then <laughs> they start freaking out. They're like, no, you're holding her too tight. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's just this scene where they're wrestling Ugh. the baby. Like, first off, a newborn would not have survived that. But so, no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, <laughs> good news. It, it, the newborn does survive that in this movie. But holy shit, I was... I've never been more unnerved by a scene in a horror movie in my entire life. Yeah, that that was like not okay in my book. Like I I was very close to turning it off because it w- it went longer than I thought, but maybe that's just cuz it was putting me on edge. <laughs> yeah, well I mean it was it was like long like it wasn't too long in in the grand scheme of things, but it felt long and I just found myself wondering yeah. like are they going to cross this bridge? Are they going to actually do this? And Thankfully, no, because Jesus Christ, but still just. A, yeah, I would have I would have tore apart that movie. Like, I would have hated that movie if oh that baby would have died. I would have not been OK with that. I mean, it's it's like the mother thing, right? Only mother did it. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's still pretty rough. Almost equally as unnerving is um, Selma Blair gets the kid away and then a nurse and a cop comes up and like, hey, we need to take the baby for its safety. And what's what's that room where all the newborns are and they're in like the little it's the uh, fuck. I think I should know this. I've had two kids. I feel yeah, like it's called like, the incubator. Know, like, yeah, sure. Something like that where, where they're just, you know, they're all lined up and they're in their little cribs and there's like the window where yeah. you can look in. And after they take the kid away, you, you see the scene where it's just all these dads just staring <laughs> into this window at their kids yeah. like when am I going to get my chance to murder this fucking child? And it's so yeah. unnerving. No, but then at the same time, like I thought that was really clever on how they added that zombie, you know, type of look to the movie. Cause it happened in the school too. That's where it first started off was in the school. And they were just looking through the windows, watching all these kids taking their tests and just staring, just dead eyed at these kids. 
And I, I yeah. thought that was a really cool, you know, little touch. It actually kind of kept me guessing because I didn't know much about this movie going into it. Um, I did my nothing. Impression, <laughs> yeah, my impression was that uh, the mom and the dad just went crazy and tried to kill their kids. Like that, that was all I knew. I didn't know it was like a reverse cooties situation where the adults yeah. get the disease. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so that scene where they're, um, the one kid, Damon, is uh, he's taking a test and he sees, you know, all these people standing outside and the test giver is like, that's, they're lined up like it's a buffet or something. We have like two hours left. Yeah. And then he finishes his test and he walks out and everyone's just like staring. They don't even like really pay attention to him and he like sneaks by. So I'm like, okay, like what is actually the deal here? And then you figure out they're like, oh, they only want to hurt their kids. They don't actually give a fuck about anyone else. Yeah, it took a little took a little while to get that point across because I didn't know where that was going to go either. Was it, are they after everybody or is it just their kids? And then the whole static TV thing, I don't know if that's like the real cause because how did Nicolas Cage get it? I never saw him look at a static TV screen. Yeah, that's the only one I don't get, but I like that has to be it, right? So like the first instance you see it is, okay, first of all, Everything in this movie is extremely fucking surreal, even like the real life shit. Um, yeah. To the point where the uh, Chinese housekeeper is watching the news on a portable DVD player, which I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, but that's that's the first instance of the static is on that portable DVD player, and mm. then we have the son. He's like walks into this hallway and sees like this plane on the ground. And then we get this flashback vision something of him yeah, they do some sort of... Yeah, they do that quite a bit in this movie. Is like little flashbacks that have little to no meaning. <laughs> but was that like a real thing? I think it... Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, they, he found something, but it never showed it. And there's all these crows eating it. And he thought he could nurse it back to health because it wasn't fully dead. So he puts it in his dad's car, tries to feed it. I think it was cereal. And then it dies, and his dad opens the garage, and he freaks out and runs like his dad's not going to see it in this super sweet Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, his his prized <laughs> car, by the way. Yeah, yeah, which you find out later. But yeah, I thought that was going to be it. Honestly, I thought it would hit because that was before that was right before the Chinese maid killed her daughter. Yeah, and see, I didn't get that at first. So like it snaps back to the present and you hear screaming and you see her flinging the, or you see like the shadow of her hitting something with a meat tenderizer. And I was like, yeah. Oh, it's just this kid's freaked out by his vision. That's not actual screams. That's just, you know, and then come to find out like, Oh, these people are after their kids that may definitely killed her daughter who was standing right there. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and then it, yeah, no, it, it was I a really cool moment when I figured that out, when that clicked in my brain and it totally like recolored the first like quarter of the movie. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. That's, that's cool. Yeah. No, I, I liked, I liked that they didn't think that they were doing anything wrong. Cause later it goes into that news interview where that dad like definitely killed his kids and he's just covered in blood. He's like, oh, it's a terrible thing. What's going on? They're like, well, what about what you did? He's like, oh, that's fine. But it's yeah, terrible like, what's going out in the world. <laughs> he says something like, I want to form some crocodile tears so you don't think I'm a bad person. But 
I'm like, I got Man, nothing. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, but so like overall, I I definitely think it's that static. Like it shows up everywhere. Um, the mom sees it at the hospital. Obviously, that's when the um, the aunt does as well. I don't remember when the the daughter's friend's mom when she sees it, but I remember it being like a pretty consistent thing throughout, but I did also question how Nicolas Cage got it unless it happened while he was asleep after watching porn on his office computer. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, Nicolas Cage I think <laughs> Yeah, no, he's badass. I think the uh the friend's mom must have seen it downstairs because she made that margarita and then she spilled her drink and went upstairs for some weird reason, probably just waiting for her kid to get home. So maybe it was like oh, in the background. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, that's my belief. And they, they hinted at it pretty heavily. Um, and that's one yeah. of those shortcomings. I think this movie has, I, I wish it was just a little more subtle with that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah. I mean, in other areas, it was great. The characterization of the family was really good. That opening breakfast scene just really set the stage for everybody's character. But yeah. holy shit, was that like fast and furious or what? Yeah, that, that escalated pretty quickly. <laughs> and it was just like one liner after one liner, and then it just gets shittier and shittier. And then uh, they're watching the news report about the woman who um, left the van on the train track. And Nicolas Cage says, always, always do what your mom says or she'll kill you. <laughs> No, he says, always do what your mom says, and the implication is, or she'll kill you, or she'll leave you on the train tracks. Yeah, and then while he drives this little toy truck over all these Lego people and then squirts ketchup everywhere. Like, fuck, dude, that's ruthless. Jesus, man. Like, (laughs) tone it down just a little bit. Yeah, Uh, but But he doesn't doesn't reach full cage yet. No, he doesn't reach full cage until later, but God, there's some some really good shit but so like overall i think the the like visual presentation of this movie was really good there's actually a moment in the car when uh selma blair and her daughter are driving to school and she's like hey can you stop fucking facebooking over there like this is our only chance to like talk to each other and be alone and you actually see the reflection of the facebook feed on the window in what yeah. is like a very unnatural way, but it's still like hammered home that like she's just sucked into this and she doesn't actually give a shit about her mom. No, she gives no fuck. She stole a hundred bucks from her. <laughs> she does not give yeah. two shits about her. No, that's yeah. <laughs> For she, three what, ecstasy bought, pills. That was like, she bought X of there, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think but, so. Judging by the color of the pills. Yes. I'm, I think the cost of ecstasy went up. Now that, you know, this came out in what, 2018, 2019, I'm going to guess the cost of ecstasy went up (laughs) where you get three pills for a hundred bucks. It was probably (laughs) fake ass ecstasy. It was for her shitty friend anyway. So who cares? Uh, Yeah, that's true. I like all that said, some of the, uh, let's call them child murders in this movie were really fucking nuts, man. Oh, like at the school? At the school where the dude grabs the trash bag and puts it over his daughter's head and yeah, it's pretty fucked. The, or the, the uh, what's the, daughter's the, the dude that, getting strangled and that was pretty rough. The dude that uh, it was a dad and a son, and he took that like I don't know, I don't know sports, but the the touchdown pole flag thing and fucking <laughs> wedged it through his rib cage. Like Jesus, yeah. yeah, it was like the yard marker. Yeah, he just like yeah, 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 him with thing. it. Uh, yeah, 
that was brutal. I, I did think that there was some really cool characterization going on in the background with, as I said before, the mom and the dad not having like a great relationship. And you get this feeling that they kind of just want to be free of their kids anyway. Not that they yeah. like want to murder them, but they're like, man, our lives would be so much better if we didn't have kids. But then you have Damon, um, who is the daughter's, well, let's go ahead and just say African-American boyfriend. Like, that's just what he is. Let's just get it out there. <laughs> and at first, because he's the one taking the test when the parents are standing outside, at first I was like, oh, is this just going to be some weird like racial thing happening in the background? But right. No, that's not what happens. But I do think they kind of use him as this like horror trope busting thing because he gets two fake deaths in this movie. That's true. And I could see that. Yeah. It's it's just like neither of them I thought were earned. Like, I think the second one is less earned because the first was a fake out. And yeah. honestly, I like never thought he was dead. Like he got smacked in the head. He didn't get stabbed or his skull crushed or anything. He got smacked in the head uh, or his head smacked in the floor, I should say. And he's just laying there and throughout the chasing through the house the camera lingers on him like several times. And I'm like, yeah, he's definitely not dead and he's going to play a, play a role in this. He's going to save him. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he really could be dead. Cause I think that ruined the plot of the movie to where they're really just after their own kids and they'll, you know, push anybody out of the way, but I don't think they'd kill him. Like they don't want to kill them, but obviously Damon was in the way. So they made sure to try to get him out. But well, like, yeah. yeah, that was the thing. Like Nick Cage pushed him aside, but he also had that like extra smack his head into the ground because he just didn't like his daughter's boyfriend. He just really didn't fucking like this kid. Yeah. And, and so the whole time I'm like, yeah, he's going to get back up and he's going to be the savior. And he does. And then he gets fucking stabbed in the cheek with a uh, oh, fucking co-hanger, dude. An old yeah. school like coat wire hanger, like wire. Coat that hanger. one, that one did come out of nowhere. I was not expecting that one. No, it that just, was pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> like it just goes right through the cheek, you know, nothing out the mouth. He, yeah, he's not gonna die or anything. But then he falls off the balcony, and you're like, okay, he might be dead now. But I still don't think that he's dead. Yeah, because he fell off the balcony. Yeah, he fell off the balcony, hit the hand railing on the second set of stairs, and then hit the floor. I f was for sure he was dead. I was like, there's no fucking way. But it just because the first one was a fake out, I was like, no, like that's because he comes back for like literally one scene, right? He gets back up. Yeah. He saves his girlfriend. They push the mom in the closet. That's when she sticks out the hanger and eventually hooks him. Pushes him over the railing, and I was like, oh, he came back for, like, literally nothing. <laughs> and then he, he shows up later and just smacks the mom in the head with a shovel. So good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was dope. But that yeah, no, I, li I liked how this movie wasn't too gory. You know, like, it didn't really play as, like, far as trying to make blood a staple in this movie. And I thought no, that was... I think that was a good touch. That was a good idea to not do it that. Was, it was like the opposite of Mandy. And yeah. that, like the kills were probably more gruesome and more fucked up, but it didn't, it didn't show them to you. It, it left it to the imagination, right? And yeah. I mean, it did the sound effects. Yeah. You heard some screams, some like crunchy blood and stuff. Uh, yeah. The only few exceptions would be the, uh, the granddad, the, the grandfather who's, somehow i don't really understand what happened there but he flies over the hood of the trans am and his face explodes 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that for sure. I don't remember any other, like, actually visual death in this movie. Not really. I mean, you see the kids. Um, there's uh, Damon's dad who tries to kill him with a broken bottle and then ends up falling on the piece and slits his own throat pretty much. And yeah, then while. I was gonna say. Yeah, and then while he's like. And while he's dying, he's still trying to kill his son by, like, trying to, I don't know, I guess, gag him. Jams his bloody fingers into his mouth. This is gross. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what I was saying earlier. The the characterization of Damon and his dad was was actually really good. You know, you could tell that he was this drunk who, you know, got physical with him. And initially when he hits him, he's like, Dad, don't fucking do this again. Come on. And then you realize that, oh, he's he's got this hysteria thing and he's actually trying to kill him, which yeah. the kid doesn't realize that. The kid has no idea what's going on. He just thinks his dad's on one trying to murder his ass. And yeah. he, he gets, a, gets away from it. And then there's that nice little line later where he's like, man, that's funny. I thought my divorce or my parents' divorce was the worst thing to happen to me, but it doubled my survivability odds. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I forgot. Of, I forgot about that one. <laughs> also explains why no one was standing at the door while he was taking that test. Yeah, because his dad's at home drunk. <laughs> yeah, he don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah. the, that was the most, that was probably the goriest scene. Yeah, th- that one. It like the the grandfather's head happened at night, so you could like kind of not really see anything. Um, yeah. But that one was broad daylight, just blood gushing everywhere because he cut his own throat. Like that. That was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, the only other blood you get is the gunshot wound in the mom's arm, which oh, um, that's right. Little, <laughs> just like this little, I don't know, political thing where turns out Nicolas Cage had a hidden handgun and the son found it and he uses it to shoot the mom. And she's like, you know, one in five kids gets injured in a firearm accident at home or whatever. And it's just that was just weird. That whole thing. I mean, I I would get that because, I mean, I think that same conversation would happen between me and my wife. If I bought a handgun, she didn't know about it, you know, but like (laughs) as you're trying to kill your kids and as like after you've gotten or she's gotten shot, like, I don't know, it just didn't seem natural to me, at least. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was still great because they brought that that they're still like parents. They're not completely gone. You know, they're still somewhat themselves. while trying to kill their kids. Yeah, they're yeah. not like blind with rage. They're just the the way the movie puts it is, you know, their um parental instincts to protect their children have been reversed. And Yes. You're you're right. That okay, that that makes more sense to me now. Yeah. Uh but yeah, when okay, so the the crux of this movie um about the the daughter and her brother um really is not like the biggest actual part of it, but they lock themselves in the basement and the mom and dad take, I don't know, half the movie trying to get them out of the basement. Yeah, and, there's probably a good 20, 30 minutes of it. And that's when Nicolas Cage goes full Nicolas Cage when he's banging on the door saying, your motherfucking mother told you to open the motherfucking door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's when it started. The full cage started and I, I was super oh. happy about it. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I just love Nicolas Cage, man. He just goes for it every time. 
Yeah, and I, I really can't think of another actor that would be that nuts. I mean, there's been, you know, roles that have come close, but he, like, full-on, like, lets loose. Like, he drank six Monster Energy drinks, <laughs> did a line of cocaine, and then fucking, you know, a shit ton of alcohol and just unleashed, just went ham. Yeah, smacked himself in the face a few dozen times, and yeah, yeah, and fucking just went crazy. And it, yeah, it works. That's the other thing is like, I feel like if anybody else tried to do that, it wouldn't really work in a movie. But whatever he does it in a movie, it just it works, right? Um, And he, like, not to diminish anyone else in this movie, but he really made this movie for me. Yeah, I think if it was anybody else, it would have just kind of been on the back burner, forgotten about, kind of a thing. I mean, it kind of is, but it would have been less than that. Yeah, I mean, that's not to say that the overall style of this movie isn't fucking nuts and the premise isn't actually unique and all this other stuff, but just him, the the flashbacks to him building the pool table and then smashing it with a sledgehammer (laughs) because his wife is like, when were you going to tell me about this? And he's like, oh, here, I'll fix it. And he destroys it because it's unlevel. Um, And they start seeing the hokey pokey Nick Cage style. It's just, it's just every every single scene that Nicolas Cage is in is a gift, and we should cherish all of them. Yes, um, but overall, like the, I thought the ending was great. Like not the end ending, but that, like I said before, when the grandparents show up, it took yeah. me completely by surprise. And then what happened there again continued to take me by surprise. Just and the like. <laughs> cacophony of messes where you know Nicolas Cage he slams the car out of the garage and into another car killing his dad but also knocking himself out in the process and the the boyfriend hitting the mom in the face with a shovel and then they just yeah. hide up in the basement <laughs> <laughs> forever apparently because yeah. who knows how to get rid of this thing it just, it but... just cuts off at, at Nicolas Cage saying we love you but sometimes we want to end credits like yeah and it leaves it leaves it on that note but which it I totally thought, just it just reinforces that these parents think that they would be happier without their kids you know yeah i mean you have the mom who's doing some kind of dance class you know to look good and then you have nick cage who definitely lives in the past where he had his thunderbird and Tons of women because it shows a flashback where he's doing donuts and there's this topless woman like that was the highlight of his life was in that fucking car. (laughs) A topless woman that was not his wife, mind you, because uh, that's that's explicitly stated later. But yeah, yeah, even when he's when he's building that pool table, he's wearing like a Misfits T-shirt, you know, and he goes on this big rant about, you know, when I was younger, if I saw myself doing this right now, I'd fucking kill myself or whatever it was um yeah just going on this whole rant about how his life just didn't take the turn that he wanted to he wants to be like free and do his own thing or whatever and he played it well yeah and i mean i think for them having you know the careers that they had and that whole thing you know where he's living in the past and you know she's doing everything she can you know, to look nice or whatever the the reason is. I feel like that's a that's a lot of, you know, parents as they have those moments where like, oh, I remember back in high school, like I was the shit and, you know, like, and then they look at their life now. And I thought it was very smart that they played that 
into the movie as much as they did. It wasn't, you know, like a small flashback for two minutes. Like I was the shit. And then they never touched on it again. It kept on popping back up, you know, to really give, you know, that character life. Yeah. And so like on the note of the mom, what was that job that she was trying to get back? Dude, I swear to God, it's for porn. Like that's the feel that I got. Like dude was super touchy like looked like a fucking porn star director and then some hot little thing fucking comes up to the window and tells him to go and he's like oh i gotta go and i I swear it was for porn i swear which would make sense on why she's getting trying to you know trying to get back in the shape and you know look good and whatnot yeah and that's where he implies like yo you should like take a class like yeah like fitness class or you know baking class or <laughs> anything to get yeah. your mind off of it it's th- that was like the only sort of ambiguous thing about this movie but it didn't really need an explanation to be honest i, I think the things that were left outside of your mind um even though you know you know the murders and things like that uh, even though you know those things it is much more effective when it doesn't show it yeah yeah, I mean, I guess it could have been for modeling. I don't know why that wasn't it's my first thing. Something like that. <laughs> it was. It felt seedy. You're right. Like it felt creepy. Um, yeah, he was like a hooker or something. But yeah, right. No, it was, he was he was a weird dude. Like from the jump. So that's my mind immediately went to porn. But it could have been model. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who actually knows? Uh, yeah. But I liked this i liked this movie more than mandy i did too i think this uh this movie knocks uh national treasure down one notch for me <laughs> god <laughs> that's you know, right i said it. i fucking like night <laughs> a national treasure <laughs> fucking fight me bro this isn't the place but um i don't think i've ever actually seen any of those movies either of those movies it's pretty I, don't good. I don't think i've seen it um, but I mean, this one, this one was really good. And I, I think what, I think I liked the, the look of the movie as far as the speed that was in the blacks were black. And then it had this, you know, clean blue type of filter throughout the whole movie. And I, I just, I really liked it. I liked the look of it. I liked the film shots. I liked the kill scenes. I liked the plot. Love Nicolas Cage. I, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, so on the topic of just how this movie fucking looks, um, this movie's directed by Brian Taylor, who was the writer-director of both of the Crank movies, and um, <laughs> he he also worked on the TV show Happy, which is a lot like this. It's also a fantastic fucking TV show. Um, I have not seen that one yet, but I have seen Crank, and that makes sense as far as the speed goes of the parents when they're trying to kill their kids. That would make yeah, sense to me. Just like the fanatical nature of the camera in points. Um, yeah. You could definitely see the lineage between uh, both of the crank movies in this. Um, and then I would definitely recommend to you happy at least, at least to give it a shot. I think it's like a sci-fi series. Um, it's based on a graphic novel, but it's, it's about this like um, drunkard, like ex hitman guy. Who's, <laughs> I don't want to say haunted, but um, he's accompanied by a, flying blue unicorn that's <laughs> like very cheery and very upbeat you know hence the happy 
Um, the unicorn is voiced by Patton Oswald, and it's oh. great. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's is it? Great. Is it? Does it have the fucking dude from Special Victims Unit? I do not know. It's Christopher Maloney. I don't know where Christopher Maloney is from. Dude, it's gotta um, be Law. I think it's Law and Order. It, you might be right. Uh, he seems like the person who would totally uh, be on that show. All I know is he was uh, the creepy, weird dude in Harold and Kumar. <laughs> oh, he was, wasn't he? And he was the uh, he was the cook in that uh, American Hot Wet Summer or something. The TV oh, show okay, that they did yeah. on Netflix. He was the cook with the weird mustache. But no, that's the that's dude right. from Special Victims Unit. That's funny. Yeah, he's just this like super tough guy, and then he has this like fairy unicorn. It's great. It's great. Um, <laughs> I just also wanted to point out that Brian Taylor also directed Ghost Rider 2, which um, makes uh-huh. the connection a little more strong there. Um, and he also was a writer on Jonah Hex and Gamer. So his, mm. I can see some lineage. Like I, I thought for all their shortcomings, both of those movies had decent stories to go with them. Yeah, I liked Gamer. I never saw Hex, but I, I saw Gamer. That was that was pretty good. But yeah, yeah. I can. I can see the similarities between them for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's mom and dad, Jeff. I think, I think we've covered it. Yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it. I think I'd put this on my top Nicholas Cage horror movie. That's for sure. Yeah. And it was genuinely funny as well, but not, you know, over the last you know couple episodes of the show, we've, we've taken a look at comedy horror and some of them are trying to be funny. Some of them are not trying to be funny. Um, or at least not overt with their humor, I should say. This one, probably <laughs> not actually trying to be funny. You know, not trying to force jokes on you. But it was a legitimately funny movie. I, I had a really good time with it. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it's not that long either, which was nice. It was, no, it was like it was an a... hour and 20 minutes. Like, it didn't even break an yeah. hour and a half. And no. It, it covered like, everything it needed to. Yeah. Like we said, it fucking flies through this shit. Oh, yeah. No, that's for uh, sure. Real quick, before we tease our next movie, I just wanted to uh, get your opinion on this new Nicolas Cage movie that's coming out where he plays himself and is accosted <laughs> by the past version of himself. <laughs> I mean, if anybody can do it, it's him, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> if anyone should do it, it's him. That's this all I got the, on it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's perfect. It's the perfect storm of... Man, I wish I could just see Nicolas Cage be Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get to see new Nicolas Cage and young Nicolas Cage. Um, Yeah. Apparently the story has to do with the younger version accosting him for making a bunch of terrible movies, which is badass. That's funny. That's good. Uh, Did you ever see um, JCVD, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? No, I did not. It. This reminds me of that in that in JCVD, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself, but he's just he's just the actor. Right. So there okay. something something goes wrong, like some action movie type thing happens and everyone expects Jean-Claude Van Damme to spring into action and be the action hero. But he's like, no, I'm just an actor like this is not <laughs> what I do. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, really I should check that good. out. Um, but yeah. I, I really want to see this movie. It's it's like being John Malkovich, but being Nicolas Cage, you know? <laughs> I mean, at this point, for 
how much how many movies Nicolas Cage has, has underneath his belt, it really wouldn't surprise me that he's doing this movie because he does such yeah. a wide variety of fucking movies. It's ridiculous. It almost wouldn't surprise me if this was like his last movie. He's like, you know what? I'm God, going I hope out not. on this. Here we go. <laughs> I hope not. After this fucking Nicolas Cage November binge, like, I want to watch more of them. I want to watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, tune into our new podcast, uh, Rat in a never. Cage, where we talk about. <laughs> I was going to say, never go full cage. Never go full game. Uh, We'll workshop the title. Um, Lastly, I just want to give a quick shout out to Color Out of Space, the newest Nicolas Cage movie coming out in January based on an HP Lovecraft story. Very fucking excited for that one. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Cage at Pete Cage, but more horror, more Nicolas Cage. um, I'm into it. Let's do it. For sure. Uh, All right. What are we doing for the next one? Next week we're we're doing Cage again. I mean, that's that part's not a secret, but we're gonna go back. We're gonna go further back, and dare I say, we're going to go further in the territory of worse Nicolas Cage movies because I do not think the next one is very good. <laughs> I mean, we gotta see where it all started out. You know, it's it's not it's not where it started, but. Man, is it where it maybe should have ended? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen it, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll talk about that next week. Uh, <laughs> that's been that's terrible. Go watch Mom and Dad, and maybe check out Happy because that's good too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>